I'm Matt Gary Fisher, and this is the Burn From Within show. Each week, I interview inspiring people who have changed their career or life to light up inside. So if you want to get excited about your Mondays, work on meaningful projects, and have more time for the passions and people that matter to you, stay tuned. In this episode, I talk to Tom Youngs made the big leap from successfully starting a career in dentistry in a well-respected private practice in the UK to jumping into entrepreneurship in tech startups. I met Tom over five years ago. A well-respected coach I had hired suggested he meet me and it was the start of his career change journey. Five years later, after a few pivots, I noticed how happy he was from a LinkedIn post celebrating working with his team in the tech startup world. So I wanted to find out more about how his career change unfolded. This episode is particularly relevant for people who feel they have large sunk costs from being in a career for years or spending many years and a lot of money training in a profession. It's also for those whose families are in the same profession as them. Tom ticks all these boxes and came out successfully in a new career he loves. In this episode, we discuss the moment that Tom realized he was not in the right career for him, managing his career transition, working in two tech startups while working at his dental practice, lessons he has learned in hindsight from making his decision to change in career, how Tom knows this is the right career for him now, and what's the one thing that makes Tom Young's Burn From Within. The full show notes and videos of other interviews are available at burnfromwithin.com forward slash interviews, so listen all the way through and enjoy. You trained, I think in 2009 to 2013, you did a biomedical um, sciences degree. Then you did a, a dentistry degree for four years after that. And then went became a, an associate dentist, a cosmetic dentist. For most people who are in the medical field, that's it for them, isn't it? It's like, I've done all of this training, I've done this learning, and I'm on this path now. What made you start to have doubts about that path? And, and how did that start to unfold? Yeah, quite rightly. So you, you mentioned that I'd done, I actually did two degrees. So dentistry was my... Po- postgraduate degree uh, so I did the I went the long way round. I did the, the the proper marathon route to get my qualification so if anything this looks even more it's even more spectacular taking a leap away from it but yeah I can tell you I can tell you where what one the day that I had the probably when it dawned on me was actually it was one and a half years after graduating so it was in 2014 and I had gotten myself to a position where I had actually managed to get my dream job a year and a half after graduating, which is quite was something I didn't expect to actually achieve for about another five years. So all of a sudden, I was sitting in a fully private practice 18 months after, after graduating, and I was seeing perhaps sometimes only two to three patients a day because I was able to refer procedures that I didn't like to other clinicians, and I was focusing on the stuff I loved. So all of a sudden I was sat in my dental practice in my, in this, you know, room, not too dissimilar to this four white walls, quite compact. And I was doing essentially 
what I thought I wouldn't be able to do for another five years. I, I thought in my roadmap for my career, I would never be, get to that position for at least another five plus years. And it, it took me 18 months. And it was at that moment when I, it hit me like a train and I was just like, oh shit, this is it, isn't it? This is it for 40 years. And perhaps it was feeling quite remote, maybe in quite a small town in the middle of, of, of the country, feeling very far removed from friends and family. And it was the first time I realized that for you to forge a career as a clinician, you need to stay in one place. And don't think I had really ever forecast that in my head. I'd never really thought forward about that. And then it suddenly hit me. And that was the moment. That was the moment when I was like, I'd had the dream job. I was working in a great practice with a great team. And I was like, oh, this is it. <laughs> and it was a pretty stark awakening. It hit me quite hard. Wow. So that was wow. the moment. That that was the moment. So yeah. It's insane because you've you worked so hard for so many years and you had that it was like a you said it's a dream job and it was a target in your mind for a long yeah. time. You did the networking online, you, you did the Saturday job, and you did everything in your power to get what was on your in your vision. Mm-hmm. And then it's just so interesting that when you're actually there and sitting there, that realization came about. I'm curious for people that are maybe starting a, a degree, perhaps with the power of hindsight, what would you have done differently uh, in your degree with that knowledge now? And what would you say to people who are starting qualifications or new career paths with what you've with what you've learned to prevent that realization at such a late stage? Yeah. Yeah, I think probably to answer that question a little bit, I have to look back at the reasons why I, I did it in the first place, to, if I can look back at in hindsight. And for context, so I come from a family where both of my parents were within the medical profession. And I grew up with a, and wider family members as well. So my dad, my mum, they both worked in hospitals. Their friends, family all worked in hospitals. I grew up and it was essentially the only thing I knew was available to me. Not that, not that there wasn't other options, but I, I think I saw at a young age, I saw my, my parents' life. I saw the life that they were very, I was very fortunate to receive as, as one of their children. And it was a very logical decision to me. I had similar interests. So like my brother, like my dad, like my mum, did do have a, a natural interest in science. And so it was really just a logical kind of step for me to take towards that field. I think the world's different now. I really do think that we are in this connected, hyper-connected world that we live in where there's even... So when I was making that decision, it was 2003, when I was a 15-year-old boy, you are someone that goes into the medical field. You have to make that decision when you are 15, at least in the UK. So you make that decision when you've just done your GCSEs and when you go to choose your A-levels at the age of 15, that's when you make that decision. I want to be a clinician, which in hindsight, I don't, I personally don't believe that is the best way to, to make sure that you have, you have clinicians that are going to be fulfilled and uh, prevent things like prevent circumstances like this happening, or perhaps people that maybe actually that wasn't the right thing for them. 
I don't know. Do you agree? Do you think that's that's probably one of the probably one of the negatives around our system, in, at least in the UK, is that we are expected to be to make predict our future from a young age? Yeah, I think a lot of the advice that I give people who are thinking about a new career, not necessarily fifteen year olds that are about to start their A levels, but it is it applies to everyone. Is to start testing and getting experience and you did get experience in terms of when you were doing your degree and you were doing a, a sat- that Saturday job and mm-hmm. you were getting a feel for how it was but to start choosing your future and 40 50 year future without having any experience in terms of what it would be like to to work in a dental practice or, or in the medical field and just on a I think a lot of students they might see the the tv show house or something something like that and get inspired and go oh, i want to do that and the reality is probably quite different to what's in your mind yeah. and <laughs> uh, i can and, relate to that because yeah. i was the same i watched it was er so er was what i watched and yeah when we talk about work experience i did work experience when i was like a 14 15 year old i worked as a nurse when i was 16 during the summer holidays but when it came to dentistry, I had, I think I had three hours worth of work experience where I sat in my dentist's surgery for an afternoon. And that was what I'd made. That was my decision making at the time at the age of, at that point, I was 20. And then it was like, okay, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's crazy to look back. But I think my point was, is that we were in a much, we were in a much less connected world where there was much less information being readily accessible. One of the things that I think myself and you, probably have kindred interests in is obviously entrepreneurship and that's something that I definitely think is is a pathway that is it is more accessible to a younger generation whereas I I don't think I think in hindsight I think it would be very difficult for me to to say I would have done anything differently because I think there's just a from a generational perspective so yes I think it's difficult for me to look back and and say what would I have done? Would I have done anything differently? I think I'd have to stick with with my answer, which would be no. I think in my experience that I had, so my first degree gave me a, a certain set of experiences that I learned from and grew from. My second degree that taught me that I was, uh, if I wanted to be, I could be extremely hardworking and I can be successful as well. So I think I learned a lot uh, from those, and I think that those. Ex- experiences allow just perhaps gave me confidence which I do think is the value of a university experience to, to some people is the is an ability is that gives them an environment where they're out of a comfort zone of living at home they're out of a comfort zone of being provided for and they're on their own two feet and some people thrive in those circumstances some people maybe take a little bit more time to get into that but I definitely think that was at least my second degree really helped give give me and grow confident in my abilities if I really wanted to put my head to something so I think that's the that was the benefits of those sure it was the long way around but but yeah I think it's just one of those things you just uh, part is part of my I suppose my kind of my life and yeah I don't think I, I I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now which I'm incredibly happy about and excited about if it wasn't for those experiences. Yeah. Let's go back to that moment where you realised, whoa, hang on, I'm going to be doing this for 40 years. Fast forward a bit to starting to unpack what else you thought you wanted to do because 
as I said earlier, dentistry, the medical profession, large sunk costs, difficult to get out. Which directions were you turning to? Did you have any kind of inkling of what you wanted to do? And <clears throat> now you're doing, you're, you're in entrepreneurship and you've gone, you've worked at various startups and in, in sales and business development and managing teams and all that kind of stuff. Very different to dentistry. So how did you start getting the ideas and the, the, the seed for that new career path? Yeah, so, so I think the most important thing that I did at that stage was I recognized that, and this goes back to your point, I recognized that I actually needed to make a decision sooner rather than later. So I think that the most important thing I did at the time was I recognized that this isn't something that I can dwell on. This is something that I actually have to make a decision relatively fast. And the reason, and there are reasons for this, and this is why I empathize with anyone going through this, especially within the medical field. There are many things within that profession that are holding on to you. For the majority of people, those are responsibilities. So that's basic responsibilities, whether it's rent, whether it's looking after kids, it's basis of having an income. And the problem with the medical field is that as your income increases, and this is probably, again, one of the reasons why I actually left, uh, and people do ask me about this all the time. So the most common question I get asked is that they're surprised I left dentistry because it's such a well-paid job. And I completely and wholeheartedly disagree with that. And the reason is because as you uh, develop as a clinician, your income will go up. But your expenses, as a, especially as a private clinician, so your expenses of your overheads, just they go, they're exponential. So as an example, so as an early clinician, as when you leave, leave the medical profession, you need to pay insurance to go to work. And it's the same for a medic, same for a dentist. And as a dentist, when I, when I graduated, my first year, I paid five pounds for my entire annual insurance fee. The next year goes up to 100 quid. Uh, for the year now the next year they're like it's me 500 quid now for your third year and that never stops going up I realized that I needed to make a decision sooner rather than later because there are within the profession each year each or even six months every six months you stay in it there are you have more responsibilities and the harder it is for you to get out so basically I was like okay I've got to do this now it's now or never I make the jump now and so that kind of lit a bit of a fire underneath my ass to be like, okay, this is a time dependent thing. You need to really make the jump now and do, do this now. So the first thing I did uh, was recognize that I needed to make this decision relatively fast. And then the next thing was like, okay, great, shit, what do I do next? Which is, I think the, the yeah, the, the genesis of that question is that it, it is quite, all of a sudden you're in this position where it's like, I've made this decision. I want to do something else. I don't know what though. So yeah, the... So what I decided to do was actually based, and I credit a book that I read during university for this. And I think the main thing that actually sparked my, sparked the question in my head of, is this what I wanted to do for the rest of my life? Which was the four hour work week by Tim Ferriss, which I know you're very much a fan of, but yeah. So I, I read that in, in 20, I think 2011. So I was still at university. And I'm sure many of the, the, your listeners are familiar with the book. The concept of the book being that essentially the, that we have some very precious commodities in life. And one of those mo most precious is time. And we have a limit. We have a complete limit on a finite amount of time on this planet. And 
I think that was why when I had this realization, when I was sitting in the dental practice, okay, crap, this is it for 40 years. I just have to sit here basically. And it was quite, it was the most stressful job I have done. And I still look back and dentistry was always the most stressful I've ever had to do. What I made a decision just around that time I sat in that practice was, okay, I remember the four hour work week and I've been a huge fan. I was like, is there a way I can do something entrepreneurial within dentistry that means I don't have to be a clinician? And I can leverage that, the philosophy for, from that book, which is to create some sort of passive income um, through productizing. So I embarked on a process of designing some surgical instruments, uh, which the initial intention was to sell them within the international dental market. So these were niche products, which again was one of the philosophies of the book was to create super hyper niche products. And it was a niche product that, again, in the book, Tim recommends you're an expert in. And so here I was, I'd, I had sunk all this effort and invested all this time in, in, in education into becoming a nerd at a topic. So I was like, this is great because I do think that there is a need for these types of in- instruments. I know that I, re- I really feel like I have a great finger on the pulse of the, that niche. I was considered probably a little bit of a you know, you know, thought leader, key opinion leader within that niche. I was starting to lecture internationally and spending a lot of time networking with her so I I saw an opportunity and that kind of got me a little bit excited because I was like great so I actually went through this cool process of designing these surgical instruments with a manufacturer within I think it was Pakistan and back and forth creating these samples and I was like okay I'm going to sink a certain amount of money into this and I got to the point where it was basically like okay you've designed these do you want them if you want them you're gonna have to put in an order and the order was would have been tens of thousands of pounds to get that was the initial startup cost and i was like at that point my my passion for wanting to be in the dental industry was starting to wane i really enjoyed that process of designing stuff setting up a company the process of of strategizing I absolutely loved that I was thinking I was really getting my like my the light bulb in my head was properly pinging all the time about okay I can do this I was excited about the opportunity to do this and that and where I can go with it and, and I think that for me was the real thing that that sparked me it was like okay I actually re- I love this process of building something of trying to build something at that point realized I don't want to be within this medical profession anymore but I was obviously a, a fan of Tim, um, a, a fan of some of his contemporaries, and a large part of what they were doing was angel investing in tech startups. So I was like, that sounds fun, sounds interesting, let me look into that. And at which point, I think it was at that point where I was like, okay, I've done, I'm doing all of these little things, got a bit of an idea, I should probably talk to a professional about the fact that I'm about to make this career change choice, which was, that was at the point when essentially I met you through our mutual coach, Michael. It was at that time I researched online, just looked at kind of career change coaches or career change specialists and found Michael, ended up working with him. So for six months, so myself and him would meet every couple of weeks. And just for people that are aware of this, so. The way, I mean, the, the way I worked with Michael at the time, Michael 
is a high net worth coach. So he works with high net worth um, individuals. At that time, I was definitely not, and I still am not a high net worth person. <laughs> but, so the cost to, to buy his coaching was significant at the time. So I paid, at the time, I paid £3,000 for a course of coaching, which was a lot of money. And I had to get that out. I took that in the form of credit. So I think I paid on Amex. I bought, I got an Amex card and I dug myself into, you know, a little bit more debt that I probably didn't want to have. This was a huge, probably crossroads in my life. And I felt like I should probably, this is, may not be the most, the best use of money, but I feel like I can look back on it and I'll be like, at least I, you know, covered all my bases, if that makes sense. And that was at that point, he introduced me to you and, and you were that meeting with you and a couple of other people that Michael put me in contact with was probably the, the real instigator in me feeling like confident in that, okay, I can do this. And this is a really interesting path that I could go down. And I felt super inspired by meeting yourself and some others that I'd met that were doing similar things, working in young companies. That's interesting that, yeah. that this point about speaking to, to different people to, to, to get inspired and, and to start having a belief in a certain career path in startups, in entrepreneurship, in your case. What was it about speaking to people and also coaching as well that really helped you to know, first of all, to know that was the path for you? And second of all, to actually start taking action on that path. What was it about those conversations with people and also coaching? I think it's important to probably say at this stage that despite speaking to you and being inspired to you by you and other others, at no point did I feel like I never had the full 100% confidence that what I was doing was the right thing. Never. I, I, I you, you always have something on one shoulder telling you keep on going and the other shoulder there is someone something there saying making you question things and so what and this is what michael was very good at good at doing and helping me within that process was actually for by simplifying this essentially brainstorming things that i had passions and interests in and some level of ability within to, that's to putting it really simply and distilling it from a number a lot of hours spent doing that but it was a, a process where we took our time and our, and working with him was an understanding of okay there are and lots of potential options did come up there weren't it wasn't as straightforward as like, okay there's this and that's why he was really helpful in in directing me to people like you because you had a very different angle and experience to some of the other people that I met with, even though you were all doing similar entrepreneurial things. I think what he wanted to do was just introduce me to uh, people that were doing different things within entrepreneurialism. So I could get, get a taste for those different things. So another guy that I met was a guy called Rob Donovan. He was the CEO of a, essentially a startup accelerator fund. I think he's now at least the MD of um, a really successful HR platform called Charlie that I've used in, in startups before. So he was doing that kind of that tech startup world. And that was eventually the what pushed me down that, that kind of route towards working with startups was actually from, from meeting him. Unfortunately, at that time, I didn't have the confidence to kind of do something on my own. So I was like, okay, spent, now is time to spend some time working in the industry 
which was within technology and gained some experience working with different businesses, different teams. And that's where that, that pro- that's how that process process happened. That kind of gave you the inspiration to go, yeah, this sounds like something I do want to do. And then you started work in startups and, and, and actually you were playing on the field. You're actually in the game because it's a big, again, it's, it's, it could be a big commitment in terms of a career path, right? 40 years or even 20 years or whatever, you're committing to, to developing this career and, and this journey in your life. So how did you ensure like confidence that this was the yeah. right thing? So I think it's important to step, like preface this, but I, I always knew that I wanted my own business. That was something that no matter what, I always wanted to be my own boss. I wanted to own my own business and own my own organization. So that was something that I always had at the back of my mind. And that was one of the reasons I went through that, 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 that period of creating and you know, designing my own business and surgical instruments and stuff was to get some experience in that. But then I was then this crossroads and I didn't have a business idea, so I couldn't work for any I can start a business I didn't because I didn't have a business idea so the only option was for me to just really just jump two-footed in into these into these organizations and just get some experience so I didn't have complete faith that this was what I wanted to do but what I had faith in was that if I put myself into that situation I would at least find out the answer so the way I did it was I I was working three days a week as a dentist. So I was doing Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays in Somerset. And I was doing Mondays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays in London, working for two, two seed stage startups within accelerator funds within in London. And these were unpaid internships. So I was doing three days a week as, an unpaid, as unpaid interns in two different startups. One was an advertising startup, one was a, a financial services startup. And then, yeah, I was doing three days a week, driving out to Somerset, staying in a hotel uh, for a couple of nights and basically making it work whilst I gained, tried to gain some experience, something for a CV so that hopefully I could get myself a full-time position, which is eventually what happened after about six months. You were in this transition phase. You were still working in dentistry, mm-hmm. and, but you're also testing the ground of this new career. Yep. How was managing that transition into a full-time job was it difficult is it something like yeah i think through the actual transition period because that can be quite rough for for some people oh man so absolutely and this goes back to my point earlier about how i recognized that this was a decision that i had to make fast was because i was at a time in my life where i had the absolute the lowest amount of responsibility i was going to have so i didn't have any kids didn't have any dependents didn't have um, a mortgage didn't have i was essentially free so I was free to do what I wanted so the only thing that I had in my head was okay what do I need to at least maintain my standard of living which at that point which is why it's a this is a very case dependent this is a really case dependent discussion and everyone is going to be in a different kind of situation but the way I did it was that I recognized that for me to maintain my current living standards I would be I'd be on, I basically needed to earn £30,000 per year. That's what I was earning working three days a week as a dentist. And then three days a week, I could afford to work unpaid. And so for six months, I was just about making that work. I was uh, actually fortunate enough that during that time, I didn't pay rent because I lived with my auntie. I, I did, when I moved to London, obviously I, my auntie and uncle were very 
very I was very fortunate that they allowed me to stay there for the six months whilst I was during that transition period. So I didn't have as much money to pay on rent. So that's what allowed me to do that. But it's a really difficult, it's a really difficult thing to, I think each person has to look at their own circumstance. And what it was a, for me, was look to the resources that I had. So I had family and friends that I could stay with. I And I tried to, there was, uh, I still had to work. So that was the, 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 and it was basically what happened was that I worked, did that situation for six, six months and then kept on applying for jobs, applying for full-time jobs within the tech world. And then finally, someone took a punt. And I managed to get a job, which it was a sales job working for a, te- uh, a small tech toy startup. And uh, yeah, it kind of got me, it was the same, just about the same salary for, you know, th- just under 30,000 pounds a year, including commission. And that was what really got me, allowed me to take that full leap. Was, that was the, when the full transition happened. But yeah, I had to be a little bit secretive about it. Because yeah, it would have affected it would have affected my my yeah my clinical work. So you got the job at, at the tech startup, and it was full time. Now fast forward to, to now, and you've actually been in this on this path for a few years. What I guess with again with the power of hindsight, looking back now, and you seem really happy with your career and how it's going, and also aligned as well. I, I get the sense you're quite aligned with what you're doing as well. With hindsight now, how would you be able to put your finger on why this is such a good career for you? So I've, for, again, for context, I've recently launched my own business, which, like I like I mentioned, it was it was always my dream. So this year, we finally went live with a business um, that I've been working on for the last couple of years. It's a an online store for sustainable beauty products called Viable Beauty. And I, I co-founded it with one of my existing colleagues that I also work with. Um, so you could consider this kind of like a side hustle at the moment. So I have a, I have a full-time job where I work as a, a web user experience expert analyst. So I work with the likes of Tommy Hilfiger, Oliver Bonus to help their teams understand how to improve their websites. And at the same time, I have launched my own website um, doing similar things. And so both of my jobs are super complementary at the moment they they really complement each other really well so at the same time as me getting experience working with all of these huge businesses and huge organizations i'm also at the moment having a lot of fun building my own thing so i'm really yeah really really liking really enjoying that i don't know how it's turned out that way but i think that what i did was that i i really understood that there was at that time of career change, I recognized that the two biggest things I recognized were was one that this is a decision that is time dependent and I can't dwell on this and it has to be it has to be something that the the longer I keep it, the harder this is it's going, I'm gonna make this whole process. And then the second thing was just make sure you've covered all bases. But so now I'm in this feel like I'm in a really good place now where I'm developing as a as a web specialist as well as having the all of the joys and pressures and stress, but fun building my own thing, which I'm absolutely loving. So yeah, I've, I feel like I've naturally just gotten to this position where, where I'm, I'm super fortunate that things have come to where is probably, yeah, it just fits with my personality and really, really feel like I've yeah got some great direction, which is what I was looking for all those years ago when I like initially spoke to you. Yeah. 
being in business development and sales for many years now in in this space in the tech space i can tell tom you're a confident guy you're great at networking you're great with people do you feel that those skills um and talents i would say you're in flow when you're using those those natural talents do you think that in dentistry that they perhaps were maybe were underutilized in this clinic in in somerset and thinking about that point if that is true do you feel that's an important factor in looking for and testing new careers like just being aware of those kind of innate abilities and natural talents and things that you're uniquely good at yeah I think if I look back to that point when when I was making I made that decision that I wanted to go into another career and when it hit me like a truck part of that was as well was I was feeling very stifled as a, just as a person. Being a clinician is really tough because you, you're never really able to be yourself. You have to constantly have this, this professional mask on. And not afraid to say it, I'm a guy that loves the occasional swear word. I'm, I have a pretty bad sense of humor. And I found it really stifling. I found it really hard that I couldn't really, I couldn't be myself. And that was probably the best feeling was in that first job that I had working in this kind of like really small little, little compact tech company, which was like a big family, 30 people. And all of a sudden it's like someone literally just popped this bubble and it was, oh my God, there's the rest of the world. It's, that's how it felt. It genuinely felt. And that job for, I had it for two years was just, it really made me feel like I've, I know, I know I've, it made me feel a couple of things. It made me feel like, shit, I really have started from scratch. That was the one thing. It was like, it was, oh my God, not all of this effort and uh, the sunk cost and all of this education that you've done for like n- nearly nine years means nothing. And so that was, that was one realization that, okay, you really are starting from the bottom. But the second one was just this feeling of freedom. Just genuinely, that's how I can, that's the best way I can describe it. Like someone just burst this bubble and all of a sudden the rest of the world was there and open to me. Whereas um, this might be something that, that other you know, if, if people are listening that are med- medical, in the medical field, I'm sure other fields as well, can very much feels like this bubble that you are trapped, not trapped, but once I was able to, to be, out, be outside of it, I could see a lot clearer and I was just like, happy i was just like oh my god here's everyone else (laughs) and i I was meeting people like you and that was so exciting that was like that was probably one of the things which is no you are doing the right thing and yeah and i I know i have a lot of people that that when they hear that i made that jump they're like you're pretty brave you're like really brave that you made this 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 jump and yeah it was a really a super super tough thing but but there were time there was been and this i still have this but yeah it was really feeling like here's the rest of the world that is an that was an overwhelmingly positive feeling to have so that's really what like gave me the yeah gave me the feeling that i was doing the right thing yeah it's what i find uh really interesting about you tom is just how determined you were to to find this a path that would work for you like you spent six months with our coach really exploring all these different options speaking to so many different people you were working 
two, three jobs at, at one point, two tech startups and dentistry. A lot of sacrifices with a lot of unknowns as well. But there's something that was driving you in, through that whole process of I can make this work or I, uh, there's, there was something in you that was driving you to actually do this. What was your, what was your aim? What were you going for? Was it happiness? Was it fulfillment? Was it freedom? What, when, what do you think it was that actually drove you? Because a lot of people would not do what you've done. I have to say, they, they wouldn't. Either their family might have been in, in the medical profession and they've, then that's an excuse of, oh, I have to be in this profession even if I don't like it. Or they've had those sunk costs of training and they're like, I can't go back now. But there was something in you that was like, I've got to do something different because of what was that? What was that driving force, yeah. that, the, uh, that difference that makes a difference between you and someone that is in a career that it just is not fulfilling them yeah I think I think because I had those experience of working in a practice and working as a as a clinician it really started me started getting me quested for the first time questioning okay but being a bit more philosophical so asking those questions okay well, well am I happy um, am I fulfilled am I excited uh, am I yeah all of those things that you mentioned and it was the first time I'd done that I hadn't literally had spent, hammered myself for nine, nine years straight exams and I never had the chance to take a step back and take a breath and be like, okay, fool, what is it actually that it is? And, and yeah, I have to look back at the, the four-hour work week for being the, the, the first thing that really made me start thinking about that. And again, the most around the time being super precious and as well as health so like health is something that i consider probably up there as my biggest priority is is you know without health time means nothing times nothing those are the two biggest priorities in my life so that's what what helped me has now helped me guide me to be like okay what are the the things in life that are going to allow you what kind of path is going to allow you to have peak peak happiness peak health peak time uh, freedom and and this was part of exactly why meeting you was so good and why Michael wanted us to, to be introduced was, was that you helped uh, help me appreciate that that was possible but yeah that was it was all of those things it was just like okay I want to be healthy I want to be have freedom I want to be financially free I want to be fulfilled but I, I also recognize that I, I really do enjoy working hard so that's something that that I was like I love chat I love challenging myself the journey was just test, trying stuff out and testing stuff out. And yeah, I feel like I've had the chance to do that. But, but yeah, that's, I question those things all the time. And it's funny because we're sat in that time between Christmas and New Year at the moment where I've spent the last couple of days really starting to think about, think about what my goals for next year are going to be. And yeah, this it's, it's always just keep it, put it into the base, strip it down to the basics. What is my health going to be? What do I want my health to look like? What do I want my, what did I, what do I want my relationships to look like? What do I want my happiness to look like? And the, the, the answer is just coming up with some sort of a strategy that helps you make sure you tick all of those boxes. So that's what I'm yeah, yeah, kind of working on. Yeah. So you're kind of zooming out of your life rather than being caught up in it and, and kind yeah. of looking at the bigger picture, looking at, Hey, what is actually important to me? Health is important, okay, and, and freedom is important to you, and running your own mm -hmm. business, and and all of those kind of things. And so you you set, as you said, you set a plan to to 
at least move in that direction so you yeah. have more chance of being able to, to fulfill all of those highest priorities in your life and then testing, testing things out until you like you're on now, you're this career path that you're really happy with. My final question, Tom, I call someone that's burning from within, someone that's really living with, with passion. They're passionate about what they do. They have a purpose. They have a real meaning in their work or in their life. And they and they have balance as well. And they balance time for their career, for their family, for whatever is important to them. Health, you mentioned as well. So having passion, purpose and balance is a magic formula for, for burning from within, not burning out and hating <laughs> yeah. your career, but actually having the fuel inside you to keep going and loving life. What would you say is the one thing that's made the biggest difference for you, Tom, to burn from within? I think I wouldn't have been able to answer this question a year ago, if I'm going to be you know, completely honest with you. The, I think purpose has been, is the most, for, for me at the moment, is the kind of the leading light in that, in, in that triangle. And that comes from that kind of that deep ambition to start my own business. And I have, I feel really proud that I've managed to launch a business, which I feel is aiming towards something that is virtuous and that has that I can't tell you how much that inspires me and but I, I didn't have that last year didn't have that and I definitely I wouldn't have been able to answer that question if you had asked me asked me now I think I was still in a searching kind of within the searching phase but now I do really feel like I'm at a, at a point where I've got something that I can focus on something that is fulfilling and virtuous and I'm having a lot of fun loads of fun doing it and it's never hard work which is that's the thing that everyone always bangs on about is that do something that doesn't feel like work and it's I've never I'd never found that and so now I've got a little bit of a taste of it and sure there's I'm having to do stuff that I don't always enjoy but I'm still finding this this the challenge of doing learning lots of different new things learning lots of stuff that's the thing that that keeps me from keeps me burning from within is just the the constant pursuit to learn yeah that that's probably it love it absolutely love it yeah and I, yeah i think taking yourself back to after you read the four-hour work week there's there is always this purpose of entrepreneurship and wanting to run your own business and so that was the underlying purpose of a huge direction of your life actually which kind of you were like okay how do i do this tech startups who can i speak to where who can i work for getting the right skills to to, to have that confidence and now you're running your own business and that and now it's, it's almost like you're you're digging deeper into that purpose of okay now i'm running my own business what's that what is the purpose that i really want to yeah explore in sure. that business and, and and that's the fuel for you I love it. Thank you so much, Tom, for well, really sharing like your mindset of when you transition your career, your decision behind it, how you managed your transition into that career, things you think about now with hindsight that you might not have thought about before, and and really what's helped you be happy to be feel fulfilled in your career and know that this is the the right path, and it's super inspiring for other people to listen to this whether they're in the medical field or not you've taken you've had big balls to (laughs) to make those brave decisions yeah and these these principles that you've shared are gonna put stabilizers on other people's career paths so that they can manage it a little bit 
but with a bit more confidence from that inspiration. So thank you very much. Thank you, mate. The offer is always there if anyone would ever like to perhaps ask any questions because I know it is a huge thing. Please do feel free to, I'm always happy to, to help out. For sure. Yeah, I'm happy to put, if you're up for it, like your contact details or your yeah. uh, LinkedIn or something on the show notes and then people a- can... Absolutely, yeah. I'd love, love to be able to help out if, yeah. if anyone would have, has any questions. What another inspiring interview. I really take from that story the power of testing things out. If you have an idea of another career that you'd like to do, going out and getting experience, whether that's an internship, contract role volunteering, part-time or full-time position, going on a career path you think you might love is the best way to really find out. And before that, speaking to people who are on paths that you want to be on, like Tom did early in his career change journey, gives you the confidence and reassurance and sometimes the contacts to take that next step. If you want to book a free 20-minute consultation with me, if you're thinking about career change but don't know which way to go next, just go to burnfromwithin.com forward slash call, that's C-A-L-L, and book a time convenient for you. I can point you to your next action step, and if you want to continue the support on your journey, I'll share options most relevant for your circumstances how we can work together and if you're a dentist a doctor or someone who relates to tom's story please get in touch directly with tom too his contact details can be found on the show notes to this episode in the meantime as our last show of 2020 live with passion purpose and balance and burn from within in 2021